You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. This week I was thinking about light. This message was kind of, uh, kind of inspired by our Pathfinders keynote uh, just a few weeks ago. But uh, I was thinking about light, light this week and all of the different properties of light and how attractive light is and how powerful light is. There's something about light where, where there, there's an attraction. Even if you're in darkness, you want to start a fire. At Emerge Ranch, when it's dark and there's nothing out, we're going to start fires because we want light. People want light in their life. It's a powerful, powerful thing. It's so, it's so attractive uh, that even, even bugs will fly like a kamikaze mission into an electric light and zzz, yeah. kill themselves. And then their friend that just saw it happen will do the same thing. There's something so attractive about light, but it also can be used to take out pests and to drive out things. Light, it's so powerful. Light exposes blemishes. It exposes blemishes. When I, uh, my wife has this little round mirror on our bathroom counter, and it's like a magnifying mirror. And it's okay when you look in the mirror, but then when you turn the light on that's around it, you're like, ah, who is that? I scare myself. I'm like, wow, I, I think I am that old. I, I, it's this light. It's the light. It exposes, it exposes blemishes. There's also these, these properties in light that heal. There, the, I was at my dermatologist a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, man, I can put a light on that and heal that. And I was like, thank you. But I'll take it, you know. There's different colors of light that you can sit in, and it does different things to your skin and to your body, red or green or blue lights, and there's some healing principles about, about light. At the same time uh, that, that light can expose blemishes, it can also make you look better than you are. Some of, the, some of the lights that we have and some of the lights that filmmakers use are so expensive, but the reason they're so expensive is because they make people look better than they are. You can look at yourself on TV or whatever, and, you, and it's because of all of the light that you look better than you are. Then you get off stage, and you're like, who is that? So it can expose things, but it can make you better than you are. Light is it's a powerful thing. It's so important to God. Light is so important to God. God invented light. He invented light. In the beginning of creation, God started creation with a light show. With a light show, when he stepped out into darkness, and he said, let there be light, and light was. That's what it was like in the beginning. It was God and Kanye. It was God and Kanye. It was a light show. That's the title of my message this morning is light show. Is light show. Is light show. Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And light was and God saw the light that it was good, and he divided the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and he called the darkness night. So evening and morning were the first day. I like it because God created light. God didn't create darkness. Darkness just was. God didn't create darkness. Darkness just was, but God spoke light into darkness. The Bible says that God is light. There is no darkness in him. 
So he came on the scene with a backdrop of darkness, and then he spoke light into darkness. And then the Bible says he separated light from darkness, but he didn't divide them. Or he divided them, but he didn't separate them. And it's a picture of how God thinks. God is smart enough to recognize light from darkness, but he realized that there's going to be light and darkness living together for eternity. There's always going to be good, and there's always going to be evil. There's always going to be light, and there's going to be darkness. But what I found out about God is he doesn't like gray. He doesn't like lukewarm. In fact, in, in Revelation, he says he'll spit you out if you're lukewarm. He either wants you dark or he wants you light. That's why he used Saul, because Saul was all dark, but then he just had to shift the way Saul thinks, and he became Paul, one of the most potent disciples in the New Testament. He wants you dark, or he wants you light. So God creates light. The first thing he created with his words was light. He created the heavens and earth with his hands. But then he said, let there be light, and he created light with his mouth, with his words. The sun wasn't created till day four, so that tells me the sun's not the source of light. The sun just gives light. He is the source of light. The sun just gives light. The sun reflects his light. The moon reflects his light. But God is the source of light. Light is powerful. Jesus, in the beginning, the Bible talks about him in John 1, and it says that Jesus was there in the beginning when everything was created. It says, in Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. So it's the life of Jesus that lights you up. It's his life that lights you up. And the light shines in the darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. So when, Je when God spoke, let there be light, darkness flees. And it can't comprehend it. The same is true today. When you declare the word of God, when you declare light into darkness, demons will flee. Demons will be shut up. Demons will be bound in Jesus' name. Light is so powerful. It's so attractive, but it can also drive out bad stuff. It can drive out the bad guy. Amen? Light is powerful. Light is powerful. John 8, 12 says, Jesus spoke to them saying again, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you're not going to walk in darkness. You're going to walk in light. In other words, when you start to spend time with Jesus, who is the light, he will begin to start to expose blemishes in your world, not to condemn you, but to convict you. Because he wants your life better. He wants you to get out of the darkness and into the light. So when you start hanging around with light, be careful not to interpret conviction for condemnation. Because in Christ, there is no condemnation. But there is conviction. When I was playing baseball with the Florida Marlins organization in Florida in 1998, I had never had Christian friends before. And so I was, I was saved, but I always used to just dabble in the worldly stuff in the darkness. I was lukewarm. Until I got to this uh, season in baseball, and my two roommates just happened to be Christians, sold out. And so what happened was I started to hang around the light, and I started to follow Jesus. And as I started to follow him, I started to get convicted on stuff. All of a sudden, every time I said a cuss word, I was like, oh, that didn't sound right. That didn't feel right. Where before, I couldn't discern. And so literally in that year, I stopped cussing, 1998. I'd love to say I've never cussed since then, but that would be a lie, and I'm a Christian, so I'm not supposed to lie. 
But I literally stopped cussing because I began to get convicted because there was light all around me. And there was a couple other things I stopped doing. I stopped, you know, chasing girls and that sort of thing because all of a sudden I was surrounded by light and conviction started to happen to me. And, 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 I, and I literally walked out of darkness and into a measure of light. Verse 6 says this, Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so evening and morning were the second day. Isn't it interesting how God always goes from darkness to light, evening to morning, darkness to light, sinner to redeemed. Light to dark, or dark to light. It's, it's interesting how he does that. But, but God, on, on day two, God creates the firmament or the atmosphere or the environment that we live in. And he called it the heavens. That's the environment that we live in. That's the atmosphere that we live in. There's three heavens, but I'm not going to go into that. The, the heaven that we need to talk about is this one right here. It's the, it's the environment. It's the atmosphere that we live in right now. And it's interesting God didn't create an atmosphere until he created light. And he didn't create life until he created an atmosphere that was infused with light. Because he couldn't create life before he created an atmosphere that could sustain life and reproduce life. But you can't sustain life and reproduce life unless you have light. Life can't exist without light. So you need to, to understand that uh, whatever environment that you're creating, make sure that you infuse light. Make sure that you infuse God. Make sure that you infuse Jesus at your workplace, at your home, all around you. Wherever you go, you carry an environment with you. You carry an atmosphere with you. Make sure there's some light coming out of your environment. Amen? So, G so God says, let there be light. And let's be honest, the re one of the reasons he said that, I believe, is because he wanted to show off his creation. He didn't want to create the beauty of the landscape and the seas and the birds and the fish. And no one can see it. He wanted the creation. He wants to show, he's talking to you. A city, that is set, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but a lampstand, a basket, but a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The world needs your light in this world so it can sustain and reproduce life. It needs you. It needs you because you carry something. You are the light of the world. And did you know as you follow Jesus, it's actually not that difficult to do good things. In Ephesians 2.10, the Bible says that you are his workmanship and he lays up good works for you to walk in. So if you just follow Jesus, you're going to run into good works. And now you have a, ch a choice. Are you going to do it or are you not? Are you going to execute or are you going to pass by the opportunity? I'll never forget, uh, this is, gosh, 10 years ago, I was in Del Mar in the parking lot, and I had been praying, like, God, I want my light to shine. I don't know if I said that, but I want my, I want my light, I want my life to be a light show. I want wherever I go, things to pop off. I want things to happen. And so I'm praying, God, I want stuff to happen. I want to go into the grocery store and heal the sick. I want to go prophesy over the person behind the desk. I want to go get a word of knowledge. I want to get ideas. I want stuff to happen in my life. I want to be a light show. And so I walk into Rite Aid. I just prayed the prayer. God, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity. <laughs> it's football season, and I used to be a Charger fan. And so I'm walking in Rite Aid, and I literally come down the aisle, 
and, and I, as I turn down the aisle, I see this woman, and she's got a cane, and she's limping with a Charger jersey on. And she's limping down thinking, I'm, oh, my heart starts beating quick. I start sweating. I'm like, oh, this is the opportunity. God, you gave this to me. Oh, my, I just prayed for this. You answered so, too fast, too fast. And so I'm like, my heart is beating. I'm nervous as heck. I know this is the opportunity. I know this is a good work that God has laid up for me to walk in. I'd seen tons of backs already healed in my life. And so I walk up to the lady, and I was like, so how about them chargers? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's all right. And then she just keeps walking. Like, I was trying to ease my way in. I was trying to start a conversation. I was trying to, you know, not be so... Hey, let me pray for you. I was trying to, you know, get my way in there, but she just kept walking. And I was like, shoot. I just let this opportunity go by. My heart's beating. I'm like, can't let this opportunity go by. So I'm walking around arguing with God. Do I go back? I mean, she didn't engage in conversation. Do I just go pray for her? What do I do? And so I'm walking around, and then I just feel, the, so I go around the, all of Rite Aid looking for this woman, and I don't see her. And so I'm like, shoot. So I go out into the parking lot. I'm like, God, where is she? Where is she? And I can't find her in the parking lot. And so then I get in my car, and I'm so grieved. I'm so sad because I know that God set up this good work for me to do, and I did not execute. I did not step out in faith, and I promise you, I didn't hear from God for a season. He stopped laying up opportunities for me because I just let that one go. He answered my prayer, and then I said, mm, not today, Lord. So God will lay things up for you, but it's our job to take advantage of those things. It's our job to step out. Come on, he takes responsibility for the good and the bad. It, it's fine. It's fine if it doesn't happen. So, so, so Jesus here is saying, remember he said, I am the light of the world. Now he's saying, you are the light of the world. So who, what is it? What is it? It's both. He's the source, but you give light. It's his life in you that, that brings light. He is like, you are like him. You are like him. He's passed the baton because he had to go. So he's passed the baton to you and I. And he said, let your light so shine in the earth. So yes, I am saying that you are like him. Remember in the beginning, Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our image and our likeness. He made you in his image to reflect him and in his likeness like him. He wants you to be like him. In fact, he was so, he was so desperate for you to succeed he was so desperate for you to have dominion and authority in the earth, to be fruitful and to multiply, that from the beginning, he made you like him. He positioned you as the most powerful being in the universe in the beginning by making you like him. But it didn't work. Adam and Eve screwed it up. But his desire for you to be successful, his desire for you to have dominion didn't wane at all. So in the beginning, he made you like him, but a couple of thousand years ago, he made him like you for the purpose of reestablishing the authority in the earth that you carry. Remember in Philippians, it says that he humbled himself. He didn't count it Robert to be just like God, but he humbled himself and became a man just like you. And he gave his life on a cross. And then he rose again, reestablishing what was taken and stolen in the garden thousands of years before. 
God is desperate for you to be successful. He's desperate to show you off. He's desperate for your life to be a light show so that they can see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. See, here's the deal. God has no problem elevating you, Cindy Sheridan. As long as on your way there, you elevate him. And when you get there, you elevate him because the better you look, the greater he looks. That should be our attitude. We can't hide ourselves. God wants to show you off. I got three kids. When my boys were little, man, they would come out, and I taught them how to do the muscle thing. I taught them how to say certain things, and when people come over, I'd be like, check him out. Do that thing. And they would do that thing, and I would be so proud. And then they would say things that I say, and I'd be so proud. Most of the time. But I wanted to show them off because they were in, in my image, in my likeness. I wanted to show them off because I was so proud of them. Let your light so shine before men. God wants to make you famous. He wants to make you famous. Even Jesus said, Lord, glorify me that I might glorify you. God wants to make you famous because the better you do, the better he looks. In Jesus' name. I don't know if you know how powerful that word so is. Let your light so shine. That's the same so that provoked God to send Jesus. Because the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. It's the same so. It's the same so. That's the so that he's using to describe how separate he wants you to be. How, how, how bright he wants you to shine. It's the same so. There should be a so-sized gap between you and the world. Why? So that they can see what you got and give him glory. So that people can meet Jesus. It's not about how great you are. It's about how great he is. And life is better with Jesus. There should be a so-sized gap. Your life is a light show. That's what Jesus' life was. It was a light show. The Bible says in John 20, the last verse in, 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 the, in the Gospels, it says that Jesus did so many miracles that all the books in the world couldn't contain it. He was a walking light show. It's so powerful because in John 14, 12, it says that those who believe in him can do the works that he did and greater works can they do if they just believe. It's important for you to know what Jesus did so that you can know what you're capable of. It's important, it's important how you view Jesus because that's how you'll view yourself. Because the Bible says in, in, in 1 John 4, 17 that as he is, so are you in this life. So how you view Jesus won't change Jesus, but how you see Jesus will change you. Because as he is, so are you in this life. He wants to make you a walking light show. A walking light show. I'll end with this scripture. Second Corinthians 3.18 says this, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. 
And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. God wants you to be like Him. He wants you to be a light show. He wants you to walk around and stuff to happen. My prayer today is that you start to walk around and expect things to happen in your world and that you take advantage of those opportunities unlike I did so long ago. I want you to realize that when you walk around, there is a light shining on you that you may not even notice. Moses hung out with God on Mount Sinai. He came down and his face shone so much so that the people were freaked out. He didn't even know it. And all of a sudden, they realized it was because he had been with God. And so then they listened to everything he said. There's a light on you. Your business should flourish because you're there. The environment in your home should be good because you're there. You are the light of the world. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let's not hide. Let's not hide. Let's awaken church collectively and individually. We are a light show. We are a light show. Let's go be a light show this week. Amen. Amen. I got to pray. Close your eyes really quickly. Is there anybody here this morning? You might be here this morning, and maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you've never said, Jesus, come into my life. I want to give you an opportunity because it's his life that lights you up. So if you're here this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you right now with every eye closed, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Is there anybody like that? Is there anybody like that this morning? Lift your hand. Let me see it. Once I see it, you can put it down. Who are those people? Who are those people? God wants to light you up today. Maybe you're here, and one time you did give your life to Jesus, but you've kind of taken your life back. Things have gotten crazy. Life has gotten crazy, and you feel far from him. You feel separated from him. But today you're saying, you know what? I want to come back. I want to rededicate my life to him. Is there somebody like that here this morning? Somebody like that? God bless you, sir. Thank you. I see that hand. God bless you in the back. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I see that hand to my left. Thank you. Amen. Amen. You know, one time I, I, I asked God, I said, God, you know how we do the rededication thing? Is that like a thing? Is that like a, a biblical thing? And he was like, have you ever read the Old Testament? They constantly fell away from him and rededicated, fell away and rededicated until it stuck. There's no shame in rededication. Sometimes we just need to reconnect with God. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? I want to pray for you. All right, with every eye closed and head bowed, I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want everybody in the building to pray this prayer, especially the people that lifted your hand. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ, who is the life that lights me up. I thank you for sending him and for him dying on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, today, I invite you into my life. I invite you back into my life. And I declare that you are my Lord. You are my Savior. And I will follow you for all the days of my life. Today I declare that I am saved. That heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.